This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD. Coming to you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Rapp and Aaron Davis. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back again. Riffin' with Raph and AD. AD has broke into the candy jar now, so he's... He's got. He's on a sugar high. Well, flavored Tootsie Rolls. Well, the baby. problem was, man, you got you got that you got that you got any, uh, that Tootsie Roll song on there, man. You got Tootsie Roll on there. Let's see if you can find it here. So you, Tootsie Roll. Yeah. It? See, By who? It's it about 15 years before you were born. Uh, Harrison's uh, like, what's it? 94. No, no, 95. Whoop. No, it was uh, Tootsie Roll. Uh, and it's the butterfly. It's the Tootsie Roll. Who's oh, it? 95. 95 South. 95 South. Yeah, there we go. Is it clean? South. Is it clean? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll look for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it was back then. I don't know now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I came up with Tootsie Rolls because Jay Gates just pulled out some Tootsie Rolls out of his pocket while I'm smashing these Tootsie Fruit Chews. Man, you eat one of these suckers, man. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah. Because one turns in about 20. That's very true. Jay, I want to get into this, though, before that. Uh, I'm letting the listeners know I got to bow out for about 20 minutes. I have a, a Zoom with a client. Uh, on the west coast so i'm trying so thankfully uh, the technology we do have because that means i would have been in chico california yesterday today and tomorrow so i'm glad i was in i didn't have to do that i chose uh, to stay here and do this via zoom but nevertheless uh gates and uh raf knowing more than uh how to fly the plane jay i want to get to this question man with technology and you said something before we went to, to break and i think it's crucial we share this with our listeners too because of the technology and advances we've made in officiating Although it's it's made it easier, but it's also brought more responsibility to you up in the booth and to the refs on the field. You're an instant replay. Tell me the pressure, how much time you have to make a call, what are the checks and balances before that call is called back down and said, it's official, it was this way or that way. What goes into that? From the moment the ref, uh, the, the coach throws out the flag to replay it, what transpires from that point on? All right, well, first of all, at our level, we review every single play. So we're reviewing everything. If we decide to stop the claim, we don't need a coach's challenge. That's on Sundays. We can get them. A coach can challenge, but that's special circumstances. Once we decide to stop the game, uh, the process is pretty quick. We push a button. All the officials have pagers on them that will alert them, and we're verbally cueing them in case their pager's not working. Mayday, mayday. 
Um, and that's when you hear the referee say, the ruling on the field is the first down, the previous play is under further review. Mm-hmm. From that time till 90 seconds, we have to have a decision made. So 90 seconds. We have 90 seconds. In, in a perfect world, according to Dean Blandino, we get a lot of training um, from, our, from, from Dean Blandino does the training for us. Uh, but, yeah, essentially it's 90 seconds. Um, so at that point, you're putting the hot dog down that you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, it's, it's every bit as intense as being on the field because you, mm-hmm. have, you have eight guys in the field that made a decision, and then we have 90 seconds to review it and either confirm it or mm. uh, if we get into that 90 minutes, pushing two, two minutes, more than likely the call is going to stand just because it's – for whatever reason, there's a variety of reasons and variables that can make you say, you know what, I don't have clear and visual evidence, so we got to go stands. But 90 seconds is really, I mean, the 90. answer. So now, is that is that like the deadline? Because I... No, it's not the okay. deadline. It's the perfect deadline. Perfect. Now, what happens is if you have a play that has more than one reviewable aspect, not only, but okay, 90,000 fans are saying that's a first down. Catch, no catch at the sideline, first down, right, in a big game. That's the number one reviewable aspect that we're taking a look at, and 90,000 people are waiting on a result. However, there may have been a potential targeting. Hmm. There may have been uh, the quarterback may have been down and and somehow stayed on his feet. So not only do we have to clear, we have to go back and find each reviewable aspect, prioritize them, and then – clear each one within that 90 seconds. 90 seconds. So then oh. at the end of the 90 seconds, one of us, usually the replay official, is on the communicating to the referee exactly what he's going to turn around and tell his 90,000 friends, right? You're going to oh. say, all right, all right, Chris, um, here's the deal. It's a catch. Ruin on the field is a first down. We're going first down at the 18, line to gain, or first down will be the 28. Put it at position one, reset the game clock to 32 seconds, and let's go. Hmm. And all that decision and writing and logging and getting that communicated is a 90-second process in the perfect world. perfect world. It will string out if we get to multiple reviewable aspects that we need to clear. Um, And sometimes it just takes longer. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the technology is not working as fast as it should, right? We may have supposed to have nine cameras, but all of a sudden one is – you know, getting rain on it, we can't see. Or the pylon cam got knocked down. The perfect cam that would have given us what we want is blocked because there's a player there or the referee standing there or whatever. There's all kinds of things that happen up there. But well, answer to your question is you got 90 seconds to two minutes to make a decision. Call. Do you have something there? Oh, I was just – um, I was thinking back. I don't know if you remember this. Like three or four years ago, it was Kansas State, Oklahoma, and – Oklahoma onside kicked at the end of the game, and the ball didn't go 10 yards, but it was really close to 10 yards. And it dragged on. I think it went for like seven and a half, eight Oh, minutes. yeah, yeah. That was a training tape video for us to see. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I've i always wondered about that. What I didn't know if there was – they just didn't have a good angle of it or what, why they why it took so long. Because my thought process was if you're taking eight minutes to overturn this call – you probably should just go with what you caught on the well, field, and but. that's and 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 I don't remember all the details of that because it seems like every week there's a new new learning experience. Um, but yeah, like I said, the standard is ninety seconds. If you're getting to that two, three, four minute, that that's rare. Yeah. I don't remember all the circumstances. 
And sometimes there's just mistakes made. I mean, yeah. we are human, but even uh, with the technology and everything, there are that mistakes. One, that right? one was pretty wild, though, because yeah. I was like, we were like going on like seven and a half, eight minutes. I was like, all right, this we might and get it. And that doesn't happen very often. And, and you know what, though, Jay? Yeah. I'd rather them take the time yeah. and get it right than to rush through and get it wrong Well, there's, because they're worried about the time. Because if, I, I wouldn't care if it takes 15 minutes. Obviously, you want to expedite it quicker uh, than that, no, and no. it should be. <laughs> but what I'm simply saying, I'd rather them get it right and live with it, be like, you know what, that was the right call. Then they make it too quick, you back to the office like, this was terrible. Well, you know? we're going to do our best to get it right in two minutes. And, yeah. uh, but And that's why you're trained. Yeah, yeah, we're trained pretty good. So the process, if you trust the process, is what Dean Blandino says, <laughs> trust, the trust the process. If you go through the process, you're going to be right most of the time. Nice. Let me bring this up. Folks, we had a great time of talking about referee. We're definitely going to have Jay back, and he's going to finish this out here. But I want to get into it. Obviously, a lot of, he opens our eyes up to a lot of the things the average fan uh, just doesn't know. Uh, even if you're a, a, a seasoned fan, a season fan. I think a refereeing is kind of like taxes. It changes every year. Obviously, you know, some rules are going to be fundamental. Offsides always be offsides. But there's certain parts of the game, you know, play clocks, you know, a, a clip, a hold. Was it helmet to helmet, which has got to be a really tough one right now. Was this person, uh, were there 12 guys or 11 guys? They don't, I mean, did he get off the field in time? There's all those different factors you guys have to worry about. So, again, to you and the fraternity of refs out there, uh, I applaud you. And I also applaud, I'm, I'm loving to see the women refs out there now, too. You're seeing that in all facets of sports, so that's always good for the game, too, to get that perspective. But I want to bring this right now, because I want to share this before we take our break and I have to step away for a few. This is called the AD's atrocity moment of the ticket. How in the world is Roger Craig not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> that came from nowhere. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, I wanna, love it. I love it. Listen, I, I wanted to get that out, H-Bomb, before I had to take my break. Remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. Because we're waiting until the 27th of July to see if he made it through. How do you not get – how is Roger Craig not in the Hall of Fame? We covered this. We did good, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Ad nauseum. You, I, I kind of got the end of it when I was taking off on the yeah. plane a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, there was a part of me was like, oh, he's got to be in right now. I mean, the man ain't played in dang near 25 years, if not longer than that. Actually, longer than that. And you look at all the – and it's not knocking the guys who got in. I, I mean, God bless oh, they, them. They deserve it. They but, deserved it. But the, but the thing is, is – if you go back and watch those games back in the 80s, Roger Craig's a Hall of Famer. It was said several times on the broadcasts, future Hall of Famer Roger Craig. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Another one that should be in the Hall of Fame, Jay Foreman, if you're listening, Chuck Foreman. Oh, th- that's another atrocity. How, how? They, they both should be in the Hall of Fame with their pass catching and their running out of the backfield and what they did and what they did in big games. They, they both should be they there. They shine but, in big games all the time. But what happens is everybody gets all – there was that time, you know, in the 2000s. Like, like, who would you take? Would you take Frank Gore or Roger Craig? I'm taking, I'm taking Roger. And that's not even biased. I'm just looking at numbers and stats and results. Frank Gore, great back. Let me wrong. Great back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. But you're building a team. Who would, who would you want your running back yeah, to be? You're building on Roger. Yeah. You're building on Roger. I don't understand. If you look you look back. I copied this back on the 13th. I would just – Taking the notes from this. The committee consists of one media representative from each pro football city with two from New York and two from Los Angeles as those cities each have two teams in the National Football League. There are 17 at-large selectors who are active members of the media, which is my biggest problem right there. It's my biggest problem right there. Many times you have individuals who had never played at that level, even the collegiate level, that are making the dictation of guys who are, who are basically the best at what they do. 
to me, it's messed up how they don't have enough player representatives make those decisions. And I'm getting, I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm mad, but I'm, I, just, I just don't understand how a person of Roger Keg's caliber and Chuck Foreman's caliber, Chuck's waited longer than, than Roger. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm, I, I obviously understand the criteria because I'm looking right at it. But it's crazier, too, is like you said, when you have media members, well, what happens is, wonder well, the- if you're an outspoken media member like Woody Page. And you oh, yeah? made and you made enemies throughout. Oh yeah, uh, th- throughout the country. Right. So these journalists who do not like Woody Page, well, well, we're not going to vote his candidate into the Hall of Fame because it's personal against that journalist. And see, Raph, what you just said is the problem. It becomes something where they they get in or get out. It has nothing to do with football. With, yeah. It's because yeah. I got to ax the, the grind. I got to ax the grind with this guy. Well, I don't like with the player how he responded to me after that game where they just lost. We're not talking about that. We're talking about overall performance. Nope. Look, I know everybody knows these stats, and some people don't know these stats, but I'm going to just read these. <laughs> 85 season, Craig Cop won a league-high 92 passes for 1,016 yards. That's 1985. In route to becoming the first player to put up 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving in the same season. Only two other backs. I think there's actually three, right? Two. But only two other backs. But you, Marshall Falk. What's that? Yeah, Marshall Falk and Christian McCaffrey. Have accomplished that feat since. Even in the NFL, it leans more on running backs for pass catching. Marshall Falk did it in 1999, and Christian McCaffrey did it in 2019. I don't understand. The guy was a three-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, 1988 Offensive Player of the Year, and member of the Hall of Fame's All-Decade Team for the 80s. How do you make the All-Decade Team but not be a Hall of Famer? Get this one. You might have missed this when you were getting on your flight, but... The 85 season, which was brought to my attention by my buddy Brad Burlington, yeah. Roger Craig, Connoisseur, he was playing fullback that season. I remember you he saying blocked that. Wendell, fullback. Wendell Tyler, Wendell Tyler had 800 yards and 5.1 yards of carry that year. So he was the lead blocker for a 800-yard back, 5 yards of carry, plus 92 catches, 1,016 yards, and 1,000 yards rushing as, as a, a fullback. fullback. So technically, Come he's on, still man. the only fullback and will probably Come be on, the man. only fullback in the history of the NFL to ever go 1,000. I, I I I don't get it, man. I, I just and he's got and he's got three Super Bowl rings. And he made it to the playoffs every year of his career. Oh yeah, and he scored three touchdowns in the Super Bowl against the Dolphins in '85 for the in the Super Bowl. So yeah, he's he definitely had a, an illustrious career that should be in the Hall of Fame. And it and it goes out. It goes for a lot of a lot of those older players that have waited way too long. And it's just because the stats and the def, the way they play defense in the NFL now. Now everybody has you know. 4,000, 5,000 yards passing. And and now you got and now what's going to happen too to these older players is you got a 17 game season now. So these statistics yep. are going to go up even further That's and you're a great gonna, point. you're going to look That's back and point. be like, "Well, Roger only had 86 8600 yards rushing." Well, he did have 8600 yards rushing, but what he did with that 80 you, they should look at what they did with those yards. Sterling Sharp, another 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 guy. This guy in. He played. He, he got injured, didn't he? Was, he did. His career was cut short. But if short. you look, if you look at his six years that he played, the statistics that he put up are incredible. That that would be can go face to face with anyone. So you got to if you're putting like Gil Sayers is one. He got in short. Terrell Davis got in short. If those guys like I'm a big Terrell Davis fan, I thought he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame too because the statistics he put over over those six years were were the best that he probably I'm not sure I think he actually was on the all century team for the 90s just playing in those six years so that should be one where he should be in the hall of fame you know what makes me mad Raph remember that word I told you about posthumously 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so the fans who are out there who don't know what that posthumously means, and the definition after a person's death, typically the death of an author or other artists, they receive the award after they died. Yeah. Come on, man. We got the stats, the numbers, Chuck, Roger, Craig, and I, there's many more. Why do we give them their flowers and their medals when they're dead, when they had ample enough time to give these guys their accolades when they could have celebrated with their peers and rightfully so. And I think they the Hall of Fame changed this now after Pat Bolin, I believe. They wouldn't even give them their Hall of Fame ring after they'd pa- they wouldn't give the family the Hall of Fame ring. After the man's already gone. After they'd passed away. But I believe Pat Bolin, after he passed away, the Hall of Fame decided that, hey, we probably should give the family the Hall of Fame ring. So, Folks, we're going to take a break. I'm eating these horror candy and let my blood pressure go down a little bit. We're here with <laughs> former national champion, 97, Jay Cates, my boy rapping, H. Bob Harrison, you were 93.7, the ticket. Ripping rapping AD. We'll be right back. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. 